Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Zedonks NFL. This episode is going to be just me. So it's going to be all my takes on the championship weekend upcoming. Game one we're going to cover is the Packers versus the Buccaneers. This is going to be an insane duel versus Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I'm really excited to see like what both these passing offenses do. The Packers number five, the Buccaneers number seven, both respectively top 10. A lot of it's going to come down to the wide receiver versus corner play. When you talk about Carlton Davis matching up with the likes of Alan Lazard or Devontae Adams, and the other side of that ball, Jari Alexander matching up against Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, there's a lot to look forward to in this matchup. These are two bona fide teams the entire way of the season, I thought. Both teams heated up as the season progressed. I thought Tom Brady got a lot more comfortable as the season went on. But could you just imagine Tom Brady winning his seventh Super Bowl? Like, seven Super Bowls would have to cement him as the GOAT, correct? I couldn't see Tom Brady not winning a Super Bowl after all that he's overcome this season, you know? But of course I'm picking against him, but it is really impressive how he overcame leaving Belichick, starting somewhere completely new, absolutely foreign to the land of Tampa Bay. And to take them to the championship game for the first time in a very long time, it's very impressive. And it does show that Brady is the real deal. He's not a system quarterback. So to all you Brady haters, I guess this is addressed to me as well. He's proven us wrong. Just by being in this game, just by playing this late in the year, he's showing everybody that we were wrong about him. He really is one of the best to ever throw the rock. On the other side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers. He's going to win another MVP award. He had more touchdowns than they had team punts. Just think about that for a second. If you watch Aaron Rodgers play, a great piece of advice I would say is contain him in the pocket because if you let him extend plays and roll out, he's going to throw a laser to Devontae, he's going to throw a laser to Robert Tonyan, he's going to find anybody out there who can catch a football and he's going to make you pay. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best to do it and probably would be considered GOAT status if Tom Brady never existed. He single-handedly leads a playoff perennial contender year in, year out. And in the past draft, they drafted a backup quarterback in the first round. They said, nope, we're not going to get you running backs. We're not going to get you receivers. We're not going to get you tight ends, although they are strong in all three phases. We're going to back up with a quarterback who will replace you eventually. I can't imagine what was going through his head when that happened. Just to think like, really? Like, you guys see what I can do. You know the potential, you know the legend, the legacy I've created, and you still drop in Jordan Love in that first spot selection. Even Aaron Rodgers on Twitter commented, it'd be really nice to actually draft a skill position for once. It's something to think about, but with that fire under his belly, it was lit and it was ignition. He's been on fire this year, and he's really been excellent at making good decisions, limiting turnovers, and overall playing excellent football. The one thing that does concern me with Aaron Rodgers is the first team, the first time, excuse me, the Buccaneers played the Packers, the Packers were up 10 to nothing, and they generally had it in the bag, you thought. But then something happened. Aaron Rodgers threw a pick six to Jamel Dean, which all of a sudden now is 10-7. And a few more possessions go by, and all of a sudden, the Bucs drop 30-some unanswered points. So... While turnovers have not been an issue for the Packers this year, 
you got to keep in mind that this Bucks defense is top 10. With William Golston, Ndamukong Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, there's a lot of weapons on this defense. And the secondary is pieces like Carlton, you know, they also have pieces like Jamel Dean, Antoine Winfield. You have to be careful when you throw against this defense. The linebackers are very underrated as well, with Devin White and Levante David heading up one of the fiercest duos at the, at the position. I don't know why the Packers self-destructed in that first game in Tampa, but this game's not going to be in Florida. It's going to be in Lambeau Field. It'll be interesting to see where they go in this matchup. Will the run game be the point of emphasis for the Packers? Will they feed it to Aaron Jones? I doubt it. They're a passing offense, number five in the NFL, and the number one run defense in the NFL, Tampa Bay. You might not want to run against them. You know, Vita Vea might say no. A lot of people in that D-line might say, no way, not today. So you, you look to the pass game. So what we expect is a pass game in this matchup. When you have a passing attack as dangerous as the Packers, it makes you wonder what's going to be the matchup that we're focusing on the most. Are we going to look at the tight ends with Tanyan? Are we going to look at the edge with Devontae Adams? Maybe there's going to be an unsung hero in Marquez Valdez-Scantling. We've seen situations this year where the Packers have pieces step up in the moments where we least expect it. I'd be really interested to see what the attack of approach is. Aaron Rodgers, we know, can scramble. So expect him to extend plays in this one. Also, Devontae Adams is top one or top two in the NFL this year. Expect him to get a lot of targets, no matter who's covering him, whether it's Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, it doesn't matter. Uh, Sean Murphy bunting. It could be anybody in that secondary. Devontae Adams is going to get the rock. That's a certainty. You know, there's a few certainties in life, you know, taxes, death, and that Devontae Adams is going to get that rock. So with that knowledge in mind, how do the Buccaneers stop that attack? And you go on the other side of that coin, the Buccaneers are excellent at stopping the run, but their pass defense needs some improvement. Now, this is the playoffs. The regular season really doesn't matter at this point in time. All the regular season teams are at home watching you. There are only four teams left. So with that in mind, where do we go from here? You have to play to your strengths if you're Tampa Bay. Shut down Devontae Adams, which is much easier said than done. Double team him, confuse Aaron Rodgers. They've done it before. They've shown they can do it. They've shown they can shut down what I believe is the best team in the NFC. I don't have an issue with the Buccaneers or the Packers. I just think the Packers are better. And the big reason I think they're better is quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP for a reason. So how do you slow down the MVP? It's something that's going to be looked at heavily. And I think we're going to have a great idea as American football watchers where this game is going to go in the first quarter. Watching the tendencies of both these offenses and defenses play, we're probably going to have a very good gist of what's going to happen down the stretch. And we haven't talked about the Packers defense in this one. Very underrated unit with pass rushers like Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Zedarius, Zedarius Smith. There's a lot to be scary about, you know, if you're that Bucks offensive line. Tristan Wirth's going to have his hands full. It's going to be a lot of matchups in the trenches. I do believe the Packers have a great pass rush. 
and not just an edge rush, but interior as well. Tyler Lancaster and Dean Lowry are big body run stopping D tackles, but they can also generate pressure, which is really important to create pass rushing lanes for Zadarius Smith. What do you need to do as the Packers to get the GOAT off his game? Well, a good thing is to generate interior pressure, as I said. Another good thing is to take away the deep passes. We've seen a general transition and a gradual slide away from the New England system here in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady doesn't look to throw the ball short. He's looking to air it out. He's looking to hit a deep crosser. He's utilizing his pieces in Scotty Miller, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Whoever makes a guest appearance, he's going to expect them to catch the ball and be open. You have to be careful with lapses in coverage. A lot of it's going to ride on the safeties. Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage have big responsibility in this matchup. I know they move Amos into the box an awful lot, but it's going to be really important to see how he files in and fills in that slot. The linebackers. Maybe the one point of contention for the Packers this season. Christian Kirksey is a valuable asset. Chris Barnes is a valuable asset. But do they have the same caliber that Tampa Bay has? No. Do they have a better D-line than Tampa Bay? Debatable. I'd say the Packers are better pass rushers and the Bucks are better run stuffers. They're both great at their own things. But knowing that, the inverse is true. If a team's great at stopping the pass, you run the ball. That's the game plan. That's got to be the game plan, you know, for the Buccaneers. Now, if you're the Packers, if a defense is great at stopping the run, you have to pass the ball. So we'll see. That is what I generate as my theory for how the game will run and both strategies on both teams' offenses and defenses. I'm really excited for this matchup. This is one of the best championship slates in recent memory because these four teams are all bona fide Super Bowl contenders, and they were that like months before the playoffs. Every single one of these teams that are playing this weekend. It'll be really interesting to see what happens in this matchup, but I'm really excited about it. Let's transition to the AFC, where the Bills play the Chiefs. I'm going to start this with the quarterback breakdown. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. What more can be said about the gunslinger out of Wyoming? Who has a bigger arm? I guess they should have a contest to eventually settle it. But regardless of that, Josh Allen has really grown. He's learned from last year's mistakes against the Texans. He's learned from his rough outing against Baltimore. I think Josh Allen is realizing that he needs to make smart decisions to win his football games. And the leadership that he's displayed this year surpasses a lot of other progression growth by other quarterbacks in the league, I feel. I think Josh Allen's done an excellent job at finding consistency with Stefan Diggs. He's also had a nice piece with Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, even occasionally Dawson Knox. But the way he's so mobile and the arm angles, you know, people talk about Mahomes arm angles. Have you watched Josh Allen throw the ball? The dude has phenomenal arm angles from the pocket or out of the pocket, wherever he's throwing it from. He is MVP dark horse material. But as I said, Aaron Rodgers is going to get that award. Now let's go to Patrick Mahomes. Everyone know who Patty Mahomes is. You gotta know. He slathers everything in catch-up. He's the golden boy, the highest played player in the NFL. So what do we need to know about him in this matchup? What you need to know is that the Bills are middle-of-the-road defense. 
That means they're not great, but they're not terrible at a lot of things. This year in the playoffs against the Colts, they had a really rough time stopping the pass. But then you saw what they did against the Ravens. Very impressive, very, very impressive how they stuffed Lamar completely. So right now, I would say the strength of this Bills defense is run-stopping. And unfortunately for them, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be looking to run the ball all that often. Whether it's Le'Veon Bell or Daryl Williams, I would not expect that to be the key piece of this offense. Look for guys like Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman to really be counted upon to absolutely shred this secondary. And I do think that Mahomes is going to get his way in this matchup. And the biggest reason for that is I think that the corners of the Bills tend to have an issue containing receivers later in games. And I say this with love, but Trey White is a pro bowler this year, but in my opinion, he's not been the best corner on the Bills. In my eyes, Taron Johnson, the nickel corner, he had a pick six against the Ravens, if you didn't know who he was before then. He got hit in the head at the combine, running that uh, pass catching drill where you sprint down the line, turn to each side and catch the football. Taron Johnson is the hidden gem on this defense. And in my eyes, without missing time and playing consistent, great pass coverage, he's erased the nickel receiver in a lot of games. His tackling's excellent, and he's very strong at the point of attack. Now, that's not to take anything away from Trey White. He's an excellent lockdown corner, and there's a reason he's a perennial pro bowler. But in my eyes, if you want to win this game, you have to go after the secondary corner. Josh Norman or Levi Wallace, we'll see who's playing. But that's been the point of contention this year. Norman has improved his playing significantly. But I did see Levi Wallace get a sack last week. And it's going to be interesting to see who, who starts there because that was the flip-flop that happened this year. I want to see a great wide receiver two matchup against these corners. So whether that's McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, you know, even Demarcus Robinson. It could be very interesting to see the matchup with the hand fighting, the points of release. I mean, if you love football, like the modern NFL of passing, this game's perfect for you. But we have to focus on defenses too. So the Chiefs defense, of course, they're led by Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, Derek Nandi. They also have great corners in Traverius Ward, Rashad Breland. There's a lot of pieces. They also have Damian Wilson at linebacker, so please don't sleep on him. The Chiefs have a lot of pieces that make them susceptible to, to generating turnovers. If you're afraid of Josh Allen slinging the rock haphazardly, you should be a little bit. This Chiefs defense isn't known for being locked down. What they are known for is making one to two stops per game and getting the ball back from Mahomes. That's how they win. That's how they do it. That's how they do it week in, week out. That has been their formula. That's how they beat the Niners in the Super Bowl last year. You know, they got an interception. They got a stop. Mahomes leads them back down. Damian Williams breaks the game open. What else needs to be said? This Chiefs defense bends, but they don't break. And when Mahomes goes, this whole team goes. But paramount to that is a complimentary football team. So if in my eyes, you ask who's more complimentary, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills? Kansas City has the number one total offense in the NFL. Buffalo has the number two total offense in the NFL. Now with that in mind, 
who wins this star-studded matchup? I really think the Chiefs are going to win. Patrick Mahomes can single-handedly change the course of a game. And Josh Allen is phenomenal. He's a consistent gunslinger, and he's been a lot better in his decision-making. But I don't think you're going to beat Mahomes. If he's 100%, you're not going to beat him. He can have a bad game and still hang up 28 points. Josh Allen is just too young. I think he's great, but I don't think he has the amount of playoff experience that Mahomes have. And Mahomes is also overall a better leader. Look at what Mahomes has done to Kansas City's culture. And I don't mean to like suck his dick too much. Excuse my French. But Mahomes has been not only the best quarterback they've had in the last two decades, but he's been one of the best leaders and overall community enhancers they've ever had in Kansas City history. He's come in, and they believe in this kid so much, they signed him for the next decade. Contracts are not typically that large or that long. Whenever you have Mahomes, you feel a sense of ease. And I don't think that the Packers are going to lose, and I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose, and it's because of the quarterbacks. At the end of the day, whoever's running your team is going to make that play or that throw to give you the win. So, yes, Tom Brady's a great quarterback. Yes, Josh Allen's a great quarterback. These are all great quarterbacks. This is maybe the most star-studded quarterback room we've ever had in a championship game. There's no Case Keenum. There's no Blake Bortles. It's all bona fide MVP caliber gunslingers. I'd be really interested to see in the future if all four of these quarterbacks end up in the hall. I don't think that's a stretch saying that. I really don't. I'm really excited to see who's going to win this one because it's going to be a passing game. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to be very entertaining. And the Chiefs, we all know what they can do. But the Bills are the new regime in the AFC this year. Are they going to want to surprise the NFL? You bet your ass they will. Are they going to want to upset the Super Bowl reigning champs? and stake their claim to their first Super Bowl ever? Yes. Yes. You can bet on everything they will. Four failed Super Bowls, Buffalo. Four. And not just four total. Four back-to-back-to-back-to-back failed Super Bowls. I gotta think Bill's Mafia has to want to win this one. They have to want this worse than anything. But Chiefs Kingdom, they're not gonna just roll over. Let's look at the coaching. Andy Reid, since he came to Kansas City, has done nothing but brilliantly execute a new offensive regime. When Alex Smith left, people criticized that decision because he was getting them to the playoffs. But you see anyone complaining about what his decisions were now? On the other side of the ball, Sean McDermott has single-handedly turned the Bills into a playoff team, which would be laughable five years ago. What to do in a situation like this where you have someone who's established culture before the other organization, but both teams are ballers. I think the Chiefs win this one, but I don't think it's by a lot. I think it's going to be a touchdown margin. Josh Allen slings it, brings it within seven, and that's how it ends. Both teams are going to fight really hard. Maybe something surprising will happen like Mahomes will get hurt, um, knock on wood, hopefully he doesn't, or Josh Allen just comes out and takes the roof off of that Chiefs defense. 
but I think it's going to be down to one or two turnovers. I'd expect the Chiefs defense to get an interception, to get a fumble, to get something, to give Mahomes the ball back, and the onslaught to stop. Because once you get behind the Kansas City Chiefs, good luck getting back in the game. Good luck clawing your way back into the matchup when you are down on your luck behind them. You're just eating dust at that point. But the Bills, a paramount point of emphasis for this matchup, do not lose do not lose the lead. Get the lead early and keep it. Both these offenses can do it. Both these defenses can make a player do to turn the tide. Who's going to make that play? I predict the Chiefs. I also predict the Packers. Let me know what you guys think. And I'm really excited for AFC and NSC Championship Weekend. Have a great week.